Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. If any of you has a dispute with another, do you dare to take it before the ungodly for judgment instead of before the Lord's people? Or do you not know that the Lord's people will judge the world? And if you are to judge the world, are you not competent to judge trivial cases? Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more the things of this life? Therefore, if you have disputes about such matters, do you ask for a ruling from those whose way of life is scorned in the church? I say this to shame you. Is it possible that there is nobody among you wise enough to judge a dispute between believers? But instead, one brother takes another to court, and this in front of unbelievers. The very fact that you have lawsuits among you means that you've been completely defeated already. Why not rather be wronged? Why not rather be cheated? Instead, you yourselves cheat and do wrong, and you do this to your brothers and sisters. Or do you not know that the wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but I will not be mastered by anything. You say, food for the stomach and the stomach for food and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. By His power, God raised the Lord from the dead, and He will raise us also. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ Himself? Shall I then take the members of Christ and unite them with a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that he who unites himself with the prostitute is one with her in her body? For it is said, the two will become one flesh. But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Flee from sexual immorality. All other sins a person commits are outside of the body. But whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you? whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. As a pastor, from time to time, people will come to me for advice and counsel on various matters, sometimes not directly related to church things or seemingly not related to things about the Lord. But they have questions about how to behave in this aspect of life or how to respond when certain negative things have happened. And occasionally someone will come to me or in the past they have come to me and said, I have this situation where normally what you would do is to contact an attorney to see about getting your rights 
administered in court or to get your justice, if you will, through the court system. And their question is dealing with what Paul has to say about God's people taking one another to court. In this chapter, we read in verse 1, If any of you has a dispute with another, do you dare to take it before the ungodly for judgment instead of going before the Lord's people? Now, the key to this passage is, if one of you, this is speaking to the people of God or Christians, have a dispute with one another, do we dare to take it before the ungodly for judgment? So this is not applicable to those situations outside of the church or outside of the kingdom of God. Say, for example, that you're in a car accident and the other person is not a believer, it's not someone you know, they're not governed by the same principles we are within the church. And so it's entirely appropriate to go to court to seek the proper um, justice in that situation. The Bible in Paul's writings in 1 Corinthians 6, we're reading today, has a pretty clear admonition for one believer in a dispute versus another believer. And that's that essentially the church and the Lord's people should judge disputes between believers. In verse 2, we read, Or do you not know that the Lord's people will judge the world? And if you are to judge the world, are you not completely competent to judge trivial cases? Do you not know that we will judge angels? How much more the things of this life? And so that expression, how much more, is to put emphasis that due to our, our ultimate spiritual responsibilities in judging, how much more should we be able to judge in the days of our flesh the things that arise in this life? And so God's people should be judging situations among themselves without involving lawyers and courts and lawsuits. This is what Paul's talking about. Verse 4, Therefore, if you have disputes about such matters, do you ask for a ruling from those whose way of life is scorned in the church? Of course, that would be unbelievers. I say this to shame you, Paul writes. Is it because there's nobody among you wise enough to judge a dispute between believers? But instead, one brother takes another to court, and this is in front of unbelievers. The very fact that you have lawsuits among you means you've been completely defeated already. And so in Christian behavior, we're supposed to reconcile with all men, if possible, unbelievers and believers alike. But in terms of using the court system to settle disputes, Paul said that should never be the case between Christians, that there ought to be some type of Christian mediation uh, to answer the questions that arise. And there are disputes, honest disputes, that arise among believers. You can look in the Scriptures themselves and see that Paul and Barnabas had a falling out over whether to take John Mark with them on Paul's second missionary journey. And ultimately, they parted company with Barnabas taking John Mark and Paul going a different way, taking Silas with him. So there will be disputes, but we should be able to decide our disputes among Christians without lawyers and without lawsuits. He goes on to talk about Christian behavior in verse 9. Do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were, but you were washed. 
You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. And so all of these things are common in our day and common to man. But all of these things are just examples of sins that separate us from the Lord. And it's possible to be justified by the righteousness of Christ, by the confession of sins and the receiving of the benefits of his sacrificial atoning death in eradicating our sins and our old nature. Verse 16, do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said the two will become one flesh. But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. I want to just pause on that for a second. From time to time, someone will come to me and have been with multiple sexual partners. The Bible says the two become one. There's a supernatural opening of one's inner self in the act of sexual intercourse or sexual intimacy. The two become one flesh. The two spirits in measure become united in the act of sexual intimacy. And Paul says that Christians are not to engage in this sexual intimacy except inside of marriage. Because we're already united with the Lord in spirit, and our spirits are not to be united with another person or united with the prostitute, because it's it's contrary to the purposes of God. Your spirit man is uh, supposed to be kept holy and sacred and set apart for the Lord. And so often I'll find when I'm counseling people that are dealing with issues that some type of, of uh, spirit has entered in in the act of having sex with a prostitute or multiple sexual partners, they've taken on an aspect of ungodliness through that union that continues to trouble them in their walk with the Lord. There is an answer for that. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. But the best um, remedy to keep from having to go and deal with these issues is to abstain from that type of union with prostitutes or with others who are not your husband or your wife. In verse 15, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you've received from God. You are not your own, Paul writes. And so our bodies are not created for sexual expression outside of marriage. They're created for the worship of Almighty God. They're created to carry us through this life in the days of our development as followers of the Lord and disciples of Christ. But once we're saved, Our bodies don't belong to us. We don't have the right to do with our own bodies whatever we would. Paul says, you were bought with a price. This expression is an expression that was common in first century Israel for brides who had been bought from their family with the bride price. And so you and I, as part of the bride of Christ, have been purchased with a price. And therefore, we're supposed to honor God with our bodies. That price was the blood of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. The price we were purchased with was the death of Jesus. The price that was paid for me and the price that was paid for you, friend, was the highest price that could ever be paid. And so, because of his redemption, because of his purchase of each of our lives at the cross, for those of us who receive it, our bodies are now to be used for the honor and glory of Jesus Christ. Marital intimacy is holy. Marital intimacy is God-given. It's fine. It's good. It's, it's lovely. It's righteous. But sexual intimacy outside of marriage is not ordained by heaven. And it's the use of our bodies for purposes that heaven never intended. Lord, I pray that we would walk 
worthy of the price that Christ paid. Lord, may there be an awareness in each of our lives that we've been bought with a price. May we honor God with our bodies. May we be aware that our bodies are not just here for sexual pleasure. They're here to give expression to the love that we have for the Lord and the love that we have for our spouse, if we've been able to have a spouse. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your grace on our lives. We ask that you would help us. Wash those of us who have been polluted and justify us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.